Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Friday night, Oilers' first half of a back-to-back. They are at San Jose. Game coming up at 8.30 here on 6.30, Chad. Just two other games in the league this evening. Jets and Penguins, 1-1 after the first period. And the other game is another late one. It starts at 8 Mountain Time. That's going to be the Devils up against the Ducks. Oil Kings in action tonight. Bakersfield Condors playing as well. So we'll update those games once they get started. The Oilers trying to win two in a row after uh, taking down the Ducks 6-2 on Wednesday. Of course, last night on Inside Sports, we were closely watching that scoreboard. Seattle won again uh, as I was signing off last night just before 8 o'clock. St. Louis just tied the game against Calgary, but the Flames would go on to win it. Montreal beat Nashville. So overall, and I know there's still about half the season left until the playoffs, but I am keeping an eye on those standings. Overall, it wasn't a bad night for the Oilers. Calgary and St. Louis, somebody was going to win it. Uh, I said you didn't want it to go to overtime. It didn't. Uh, Nashville didn't get any points, and uh, Colorado uh, wound up losing their game as well. So uh, a pretty positive night for the Oilers. So the, the chase now for the wildcard spot when you look at points and points percentage, Edmonton has the second and final wildcard spot. Calgary has the first one with 49. Edmonton has the second one with 47. St. Louis, 45. Nashville, 44. Colorado, 43. And in terms of points percentage, Calgary with 570. Edmonton's 547, now better than St. Louis, Nashville, and Colorado. This is going to bounce around quite a bit, of course, in the next few weeks or even months. But that's the latest on what happened last night. And an Oilers victory tonight would uh, would help them out. And then they're into Vegas tomorrow. And that one's on 630 Shed with the face-off show at 6.30, and the puck will drop at 8. Of course, one of the issues for the Oilers this season has been the, uh, the search for consistency. And for for large stretches, well, I, I would even argue pretty much most of the season, they haven't had it. Might play two, even three good games. Don't win them all, but sometimes even in a loss, you might say, all right, they played pretty well, didn't get a bounce, didn't make a play or two. And then, well, there have been too many nights where you might say, what team is was that? Well, what, what Edmonton Oilers team was that? I identified this six-game stretch as an important one for the Oilers. And it started coming off... Um, that lost to Seattle on January 3rd, which wasn't a very good night for the Oilers. They came back, beat the Islanders 4-2, maybe their best all-around game of the year, if not the best, one of the best. They lost to Colorado in overtime, were outplayed most of the night, got a couple points, horrible night on the penalty kill against uh, L.A. on Monday, and then two nights ago they beat a team they should beat, taking down Anaheim and playing another team tonight that the Oilers are heavily favored to beat. The Sharks have just 13 wins on the season, and at home they're 4-11-6, just a putrid home record for the San Jose Sharks. So, And, and then the final game in the six games is Vegas. If they win tonight, they're 3-1-1. One, and one. And then if you get a point out of Vegas, you've got eight out of possible 12 points. If you beat Vegas, you'd have nine out of 12. Now, that that obviously includes beating the Sharks tonight. So uh, that's sort of how I've been breaking this down. If they can get through this six-game stretch 
uh, with eight points. That's two-thirds of the available points. I think that's a step in the right direction. So that game's coming up at 8.30, and head coach Jay Woodcroft was uh, asked to comment today about coaching consistency. As a coaching staff, first and foremost, you want to model consistency. Uh, so whether you're, you've won a big game or lost a game, you feel you should have um, had points in or, or found a way to win, I think it's important that, uh, as Rob talked about, the process of things, we go about our business on a day-in, day-out basis. Um, you know, there's uh, parts of the game where we feel we've shown progress. Um, and then... Uh, um, you know, where we're struggling to find some progress or we're struggling to find some traction, uh, we want to continue to hit on those areas. Uh, but I think that begins by the coaching staff modeling that level of consistency and being um, thorough in their messaging. And um, in messaging, I would also say is this, communication on our team is two-way. We try and get our opinion of our players and, um, you know, involve them in the process. I think when you do that, um, you get uh, buy-in and believe-in. All right. Well, buy-in and believe-in. That's what uh, the Oilers are looking for here as they move along. So we'll transition to the face-off show at 7 o'clock. Game coming up at 8.30. Oilers at Sharks. I uh, went to a pretty fun event this afternoon. The kickoff for quick card Edmonton minor hockey week was held at Remax field. They have an ice rink set up basically on the infield at Remax field, Uh, 59th edition of this event, 10,000 players in U nine to U 18, 665 teams, 10 days of competition starting today, going to be almost 900 games over 50 sheets of ice using 31 arenas. Of course, this is a big one. It's always fun. Uh, they announced the Wayne Gretzky Award winners today, which we'll get into a little bit later on. I, I talked to a, a fantastic young woman who was uh, one of the three recipients of the of the Wayne Gretzky Awards. So it's all off and running for Quick Cart Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. Dr. Randy Gregg was there, the former Edmonton Oiler, as was former Edmonton Oilers goaltender Ben Scrivens, who I had a chat with. Well, Ben, first of all, uh, good to see you. Uh, what, what did you think of the site down here at Remax Field, the rink on the baseball diamond and the kids flying around on it? Oh, it's it's amazing, obviously. Anytime you get to play in these outdoor-style outdoor, outdoor style games. Um, I was talking with uh, um, uh, with Pat, who was our wrangler with the Oilers way back when, um, who runs the alumni stuff now. But I was telling one of my biggest regrets uh, or one of my, my biggest disappointments in playing was I never got an opportunity to do batting practice, you know, when I was in Toronto or in LA, um, and he uh, he dangled the, the proposition of maybe maybe doing it with the Riverhawks, this uh, with the alumni. So I, um, yeah, I, I've got all these these great uh, emotions going through me uh, being here today, being at uh, at the the field, seeing seeing the outdoor rink going. Um, yeah, it's just a, a great opportunity, a great idea. Um, you know, anytime you can do these unique things, it's it's good for our city and our community. All right, so you. Grew up in Spruce Grove. Um, 
So who did you who did you play when you were in minor hockey? How far did you travel and things like that? Oh, my my memory is notoriously flawed, so I'm going to give the answers to the best of my ability, and I'm certain that somebody either played with or played against is going to be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But we would play, like I remember playing, practicing in Rich Valley all the time. Uh, I remember I remember so vividly the smell of the cleaner that they used in the, in the dressing room. It was like a cherry cleaner. Um, yeah, I, I remember poke checking uh, the the guy who was our goalie coach, and uh, his name was Serge Kirby. Um, I remember poke checking him, and he d- fell. He stepped on my stick, dislocated his shoulder, and he had to drive all the way back into Edmonton to get it reset. Um, so I've got some uh, some interesting minor hockey memories. But um, you know, pl- growing up playing in Spruce Grove, uh, I remember Gear Day. You know, being a goalie, anytime uh, we would be able to pull the the pads out of the package, you get to you know start to crunch them up and, and start to make them your own a little bit. Um, all those memories are, are, are such fantastic uh, nostalgia points for me and uh, you know uh, so much of it is due to the volunteer volunteerism uh, both within the team and the organizations uh, the associations and um, we benefited so much as, as kids growing up here uh, in the Edmonton area. Yeah. I, you know I've known you a while now I don't think I've ever asked you this though were you always a goalie as a little guy or when did it, when did it start for you? Yeah so like Tom Thumb, everybody gets a shift yeah. at it, right? And I, uh, I was, I was kind of taking my my random turns at it. Um, and then pre-novice, um, it was more like you'd play for a game, but everybody got a chance at it. Um, and then novice, it was kind of like, okay, the guys who want to go in, uh, guys and girls who want to go in, will will be, uh, they'll play the whole game, they'll they'll have the gear, and they'll just rotate. So you you're just slowly whittling it down. Um, it really helped get me in the net that I was so bad offensively. Like, I think I set a record. You hear about some of these guys who, you know, they scored 172 goals and they're novice. I mean, A, who's keeping those stats? But B, I set a record for, I think I maybe had one goal in my entire novice career, which is, <laughs> like, uh, aggressively low. So um, I, I definitely found my calling. Uh, I preferred, I, I started to get a lot of enjoyment about being um, the naysayer, getting... Uh, uh, the guys who were good at scoring being the one who kind of messed that up for them. Um, yeah, a little, little bit devious and mischievous, and, and that kind of steered me in the direction of, of being a full-time goalie. Yeah, okay. Well, it turned out okay for you. You got to play in the National Hockey League, and of course, look, I, I know you probably get asked about this a lot, and you and I have done segments on it, um, but they're playing the Sharks tonight. The others are playing the Sharks, and you're... I don't know if I want to call it your signature moment in the <laughs> NH, but it is the record-setting moment. I'll ask you this first. Like, when people meet you, and now your background, do people do people bring that up? How often do you hear about that? Oh, that, it is what most people. Um, I'm I'm supremely fortunate that I've ha- I have that game um, because it prevents a whole lot of other awkward conversation about like, hey, remember when you got pulled that one time? Um, so I'm definitely I'm definitely very thankful uh, to have that uh, that still be kind of my my trademark, my my hallmark. Um, um, would have liked to have obviously done more and and had a, a larger impact, but um, still. 
extremely uh, grateful for my opportunities here in Edmonton. And it is wild how many people I've met that were at that game. Like, I bet you I've met 1,500 people who've been like, hey, and so I'm going to start, like, asking, like, okay, where were your seats? Like, where were you sitting? And to, yeah. to try and, like, maybe map out everybody that was in the rink that night. Because I swear, it's it's over 1,000 people I've talked yeah. to that have been in the, that were in the rink yeah. that night. What a, what a coincidence. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, goaltending is such an important position on the ice. We've seen, uh, you know, Skinner, like, wow. Uh, and I think Campbell, you know, kind of went through a transition and appears to be maybe steadying a little bit lately. Like, when you watch, do you, do you watch the entire game or do you still find yourself focusing on how the goalies are doing? Um, I'm much better at, at seeing a, a bigger picture as I'm watching. Um, I'm uh, fortunate to be doing a little bit of, of analysis with the Oilers Plus on their uh, on their um, subscription program, their app-based program. So uh, you can, shameless plug, you can check me out on, on there, some of these games. Um, but yeah, I'm getting better at, at seeing a, a bigger picture. Obviously, I'm, I'm drawn uh, to the goaltending and, and uh, really evaluate. That's my bread and butter as far as evaluation but um, the game is so dynamic and so intricate that what one person does impacts what everybody else does. So it's not that far of a leap to talk about goaltending in the context of systems play um, and, uh, and, you know, the the broader game uh, as a whole. So Campbell changed his equipment, and I've heard a couple people say oh man no like no goalie does that mid-season is that is that true I mean is this a drastic thing that he's doing or what do you think um I don't I don't think it's drastic a that's just factually incorrect a lot of guys change gear all the time um because you could even change um within the brand you can change the type of glove right so each each uh brand has their 60 degree break 90 degree break for gloves and stuff so guys will try that uh, you know in practices and if they start to like something that feels that's different but feels right i mean you're, you're definitely better off to play with that so just factually incorrect that nobody would do that the other thing to keep in mind is that brian's and vaughn are are the same company quote unquote they're they're all a mike vaughn production uh to a degree so it's not like he went from Vaughn to uh, true or to uh, you know a, a pad that fits and moves and reacts completely different um, Brian's and Vaughn have a, a lot of similarities so um, as far as like a gear uh, change um, it's not as drastic as as it could have been if he went to, you know, a, a, just a, a CCM pad or something like that. All right. Well, Ben, it's great to run into you. Uh, always appreciate your perspective. And yes, I, I get to see you on Oilers Plus or on the big screen, but obviously I'm talking during intermissions, so I just see you. And I'm like, oh, hey, there's, there's Ben. So it's nice to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's always great seeing you, Reed. That is Ben Scrivens. He was at the launch today for Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week, some of his own minor hockey memories said he wasn't a very good scorer when he was playing tom thumb hockey so he wound up in net worked out okay made it to the national hockey league and some thoughts there on uh, jack campbell and his equipment and Stuart skinner as well good to catch up to ben all right you can get in touch of course 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way you can follow me on twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, or you can email the show, Inside Sports, at 630chad.com. 
Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. It is Connor McDavid's 26th birthday. He leads the NHL 79 points in 43 games, 35 goals. Beauty goal the other night. Well, he actually had a beauty assist as well, but then the goal was even better as the Oilers took down Anaheim 6-2. Sharks tonight at 8.30 here on 6.30 Chet. Well, we often hear from this gentleman after games. He has a pregame phone call tonight. It is Big Bad Joe checking in. Joe, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how are you doing? I am doing well. Yeah, more over the last few times I couldn't get through, though. But uh, I was really impressed the other night, Ogan, with that uh, new defenseman, the big guy. They are named. They are named. But you know what? Rukmaran on the power play, when the Ducks were on the power play, Man, you couldn't follow his stick. He was tip-top, tip-top. He was moving the stick. So they don't have a shooting. They couldn't shoot the puck. Because, was, you know, big chance they would hit his stick. And how soft he is with passing, though. That was, uh, I was ecstatic, though. That I, you know, all the and he brought up, of course, the one, but he gave up. But didn't end up in the net. But, I mean, Nurse does it. Bouchard does it. You know, they all do it. But, I mean, I think they are onto something there, though. Well, I hope so. I, I mean, he's he's big. Bob and I talked about him before the game. He's got the, whether you just want to call it the length or the reach, which helps. I yeah. don't know if he's super mean, but I think he can play physical if needed and, and will stand up for his teammates given time. Now, as I always say, Big Bad Joe, you got to take the QO into consideration, the quality of opponent, and the Ducks yeah. are not good. But I do think that was a good showing for DeHarnay, and I, I think he's going to be in the lineup again tonight. Yeah, I know. I see them, and that's how you bring him in. Eh? And now he, you know, he has his teeth bit. So, and then just on another note, uh, the Oilers still look at a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, how far are they with Bob Stauber? How far are they what? With Bob. Bob Stauber. Oh, you, you want you know, Bob to play defense? <laughs> yeah, man, you need to stay at home defense, man. They can't skate, so you send him oh, in the front geez. of the net. <laughs> well, uh, you'll have to call Bob show and give him your scouting report of his abilities, Big Bad Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You guys have a wonderful night, and always a pleasure listening and talking with you guys. Yeah, you too. That, that is Big Bad Joe. I, was, I wasn't sure where he was going with that uh, That at first. Uh, yeah, well, McDavid is uh, 26 today. Bob Stoffer is... Uh, Older than 26, as am I. But uh, <laughs> what's Bob's line? Me, you lack the, what is it, talent, agility, coordination, dedication, so, uh, something like that to play beyond the level he, he played at. Big Bad Joe having some fun. Always appreciate that. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We've got the 6.30 news and weather coming up. Uh, Bob will join me, by the way, on the Faceoff show starting at 7.05. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. And Manny Arsenault, the Manny Show, back with the Elks.